0: Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Town TV, the podcast that covers your favorite binge-worthy TV shows. I'm your host for today, Jim, and we can't get away from one of our favorite shows to cover on the pod. I'm here with the OG Last Kingdom crew, Luke, Dave, and Brian, and we're bringing on a new Last Kingdom newcomer, and his name is Kyle, a.k.a. Thanos, baby. He watched (laughs) the show a little bit after us, and he's ready to talk some Last Kingdom with us today we're calling our podcast The Last Kingdom. Destiny is all wrap up. We're going to talk about the show in general, discussing some of the favorite characters, favorite scenes, favorite seasons, and so much more. But first, let's let our newcomer take the mic and let us know what he thought of the show.
1: Okay, You needed to get that part out. Yeah. Um. So we're going to obviously talk about a lot of things. So my personal opinions on all of those things will come out. But general view, I absolutely loved the show. I watched season one forever ago, fell off the boat, got back on the boat when season five was coming out. And I it took me like almost like I think three weeks to watch the whole show, like mm-hmm. four weeks maybe tops. Um, I just ate it up every second of every day, work at lunch, at the gym, like on the treadmill or like stair stepper, I'm watching. Every time I ate food, I'm watching. Ooh, Before no, I go to no, bed, I'm watching. watching. So I really liked it. I think that it's an interesting conversation talking comparing it with game of thrones it is um i don't know if i'm ready to say that it's better than game of thrones but i think that's a worthwhile conversation i think that's how much i like the show
2: so you would have it in your like top five it's what it sounds like because yeah i would say so yeah yeah i would say so that's awesome i mean it it hit
1: every note the action is great i definitely cried it made me laugh a lot these characters are great period piece the setting of it all is fucking really i mean it's right up my alley so i just there's absolutely no bad things i could say about the show
3: we said it on our old coverages but when you watch the seasons and you're watching episode by episode there just really isn't a bad episode it just every episode you can just eat up and it's just so easy to just keep going into them like with the podcast we had to you know break it up into twos by the end of the by the fifth season but just being able to binge it all and just know that each episode is going to hit so hard is just a great feeling to have for a show, and that consistency is what brings me back to this pot, this show rather.
1: I'll, I would say the one criticism in quotations is that it's just like it turns into basically torture porn. And that that Utrid just like everything that could possibly go wrong in his life just like ends up happening to him so many bad things happen to him i guess it gets balanced out by how much pussy he gets throughout the seasons but like it it gets crazy at the end where like something happens i'm like this man just needs a break so honestly that's why i love the finale like the finale was such like a an emotional and like heartwarming any like positive word i can think of Mm -hmm. like it just like felt great to see him finally achieve something
2: since it's pretty relevant For us as a podcast right now, considering that Peaky Blinders is coming out very soon, Kyle, you just rewatched all of that. I want to ask you now because this is, we've been debating this in our house. Do you think Peaky Blinders or Last Kingdom, what what do you think is personally better? I like Last Kingdom
0: better. Mm, I think I agree, to be honest. Oh, Jimmy's
2: swinging. Yeah, yeah. I do think think
0: I agree. Me too. Alki's
2: hard against it. Yeah, wow. it's just a
1: very serious show, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of the lighthearted elements of
3: Last Kingdom, I just love that part of it too. So mm-hmm. I'm on the Peaky Train. I think it's definitely close. Like, if anything, it's like it's right close next to we each try. other. It's Absolutely, definitely close. just watching those episodes with him, I just love that show so much. And every one of those episodes, the acting is incredible. And but it is close. The conversation is definitely there to have. It's their two favorite shows of all time for me.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely like an interesting conversation. And we've brought it up a million times. And Kyle just brought it up, the Game of Thrones versus Last Kingdom thing. And I think Game of Thrones, if it hit, if it finished off strong, no show would ever be better than it ever, probably. Yeah. And that's the thing that's tough because Last Kingdom did end so strong and ended right. So it's it's tough. It's a tough bounce, but we don't need to talk about that. We could do <laughs> that's that's enough talking about it because we could talk for hours about yeah, Game of Thrones seriously. versus last kingdom
2: i feel like we got kyle's initial thoughts he loves the show so that's why we welcome here otherwise he'd be otherwise know, out he'd the be door.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i'm gonna go through some of our topics here just we're gonna kind of wing it we haven't written down the ordering's not too important but what we're gonna do is for the most part give our top threes of certain certain topics and then if it's too similar between each other because i'm sure we do share a lot of the same opinions here Everyone can throw out an honorable mention that you think will just be good to talk about and lead into more fun conversations. What we did for every single season podcast, I think it's the classic to just start off with everybody's top three favorite characters. And whoever wants to jump in first can just start.
3: Let's hear from Kyle since those listening probably have heard the rest of our answer.
0: Are we counting Uhtred as everyone's first or are we counting Uhtred as allowable for the top three? I think he should be
2: allowable. That's why the honorable mention things. So if it is too much crossover, we can throw out a fun character to talk about. That's fine. Okay. Yeah.
0: Three is three. is a tough. It is tough. Dave on our podcast is like, I'm going five. (laughs) I don't care what you say. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for me, it's
1: very easily Uhtred's one, Biakka's two. Yeah, And it's like fighting for that third spot. Who is that third person? The hipster in me wants to like say Sigtrygård.
3: (laughs) <laughs> but I don't know if he's
1: in the show enough for that actually to yeah. be a thing.
3: That would be my um, argument against having him in mind as well, is that he's yeah. not mm-hmm. a long-term character, unfortunately.
2: But two full seasons is a long-term character. There's only a yeah, handful of people that it don't. It just feels that like, like his room.
3: arc was just so quick, I guess. How fast we were binging it, I guess that just makes it feel like he wasn't really in the show that much, but you're right. Two full seasons out of five is a lot. That is a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have to remember, too, that it's I guess it was technically like a season and a half, but really he had that Seven year time so like time wise he's been with our boy for a while
1: all of that said and honestly i think watching and then listening to your guys like full season wrap-ups and the season five stuff and now it's been a little it's been about a couple weeks now since i finished the show letting everything marinate and thinking about it i think that the answer is alfred
4: Yes, I mean, it is. I was not like that.
1: I was very anti-Alfred until hearing some of your opinions and then kind of thinking like I'm riding too hard for like just seeing it through Utrid's eyes. Yeah. And things like that. You're so, being Luke.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, that, that is props. the funnest way to be to me. Yeah. So but yeah, I'm going to say Alfred because Alfred was a great character, even though he pissed me off.
2: Our ode to Alfred is one of my like proudest yeah. things I think we've yeah. ever done on this podcast. I freaking
0: love, <laughs> it, man. love it, Alfred, man. I'm fine to go next, but the problem here is I'm probably going to be exactly the same as Kyle, except I'm flipping Alfred and Bianca. So I'm and going Utrid, yeah, yeah. I'm going Utrid, then Alfred, then Bianca, and then I believe after that I would go Finnan, and that's my boy. I wanted to go second so you guys could throw this the sketch bags out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right,
4: <laughs> time for the sketch bags. I honestly have the same top three as Jimmy. I got Uhtred, son of Uhtred, at the number one spot. Of course, Alfred dot, 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 the great at number two. <laughs> Father Biaka, end of the day, he's just like, he's Father Biaka. He is who he is. Slot him in at number three. Number four, I actually have Leo Fritsch And I was thinking yeah, about okay. it. I like that. I like that. And it kind of contradicts the argument that you were just bringing up, Dave. Uh, he was only in it for two seasons. It's that true. isn't that long. Leofridge was even less. He didn't even make it to the end of season one. But like, I can't discount what he did in that one season. He made such a big impact. So I put him like right there at number four. I just really like the relationship that he had with, with a young Utrid. Without Leifritz's like guiding hand, utrid I don't know. I I don't think it would have. He could have smoothly gotten along with Alfred without Leofridge being there to guide him in those early moments. Leofridge is also one of those characters that they easily could have just
3: like, he died in season one, throw him away, has no more impact on Utra. They could have went that route, but I (laughs) like the fact that they brought him back in the sense that, he was, you were right, B. Thomas. He was that guiding hand during his time alive. And even after his death, he was a guiding hand for Utrid. And I respect your answer, absolutely.
4: And Finnan is right behind Leifritch for me. That was kind of the debate. And Finnan had more longevity in terms mm-hmm, of how many mm-hmm. seasons he was in. But like at the point where Finnan was in the series, Utrid was already able to make. Educated decisions for himself early on. He needed Leofritch, and that's yeah. why I just gotta give him the edge.
0: Finn got him through slavery, man. Yeah, he got That is
4: true. <laughs> that's big. I do love me some Finn.
0: Finn's just the ultimate bro, ultimate yeah. best
3: friend, man. All right. I'll go next, real quick. Uh, same as B Thompson Jimmy, Utrecht number one, Alfred number two, and number three. I say this all the time, though. You could I could substitute Bianca and Alfred on any given day. I could watch a Biakha scene and be like, all right is my second favorite character. And then I can watch yeah. an Alfred scene and he's like, he's my second favorite character. But my honorable mention will go to, it was going to be Finan, that was taken, so then I'll give it to Ethelfled. Fuck Aethelflaed you. Fret. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah but
0: Luke, you'll, about you, can too, yeah, so. you can talk Ethelfled too. Yeah, you can talk Ethelfled. I, I just, know who your honorable mention is, Luke.
3: She was uh, just a great fleshed out character from the beginning. She, besides maybe early on when she didn't want the throne, but when she, at the moment she accepted the the crown of Mercia, I think she just became an incredible character. She was just... So for the people, so for uh, the loved ones around her, did a great job of balancing both of those. Whereas Uhtred sometimes you know, couldn't make a priority in friends or family kind of thing, but she was just always that consistent piece and was obviously a very good rock for Uhtred as well and made him become a better person. So Aethelflaed is honorable mention.
2: Okay. I'll close this out here because there's nothing new. Dave took my phone one to talk <laughs> about. I have U- Uhtred first. <laughs> I have Alfred second because we're an Alfred podcast. And then I, I have Finn at three. Yeah. Just, you know, he's just he just did it for me. He's like the most charismatic actor besides maybe Uhtred at points throughout the entire five seasons. I feel like every time he's on the screen, you just he's funny. He's confident. He's a badass. Like he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's just. The epitome of this show, and it's just he's his relationship with Utrud's amazing. Like Urd like breaks down and cries in his arms every once in a while, and it's usually only Finan that gets to see that side of him. So that's yep. like, that's trust and brotherhood there. And he lived through the slavery arc, which was crazy. So mm-hmm. I, I just feel like Finan's just easy top three. So, fourth, I would have had Ethel Fledge. So I think she's five. just she's just absolutely amazing to me. But I wanted to ask Kyle a question off the back of this because I know he's a thrones guy, we were just talking about that this isn't new to the podcast because I, I feel like I constantly referenced um, the mm. comparison of fled versus Sansa. Yeah. yeah. And the first time I ever said it out loud to our roommate, Alki, basically what I said was Ethelflaed was a better version of Sansa as that character archetype in fantasy. And when I initially said it to Alki for the first time, he like no fucking way. Defensive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just because you think game of Thrones, yeah, like, right, nice right, level yeah. female characters in fantasy. And when you really think about it, like Ethelflaed is there, man, she had one of the best time skips in the background. She's like Dave said, is a fantastic leader, but Kyle, what do you think about that comparison? Do you think she is a better version of Sansa or they're kind of different types of characters and how, who do you like more? Cause I know you love Ethelflaed too. It's it's a funny
1: timing for me to answer this question cuz I just finished rereading book 2 of Game mm-hmm. of Thrones and Sansa's still in her like she's just getting out of her whiny little brat phase. Yeah. So like she's so annoying in the beginning of the <laughs> series and it's like cuz it's so easy to be team Arya and Arya is like the way cooler character and Sansa's just like the worst. Sansa's growth is really fun. Sansa that's like a a feather in her cap is that you get to see the whole journey versus the way the last kingdom does things in a lot of time skips. But for me, it's still definitely Ethel fled she's just, she's the best. She actually leads them in battle. She is still can like politically strategize. She just, she's, is she hot? I think she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think she, Ethel Flood pretty much checks all of the boxes. <laughs> Not that Sansa's bad, it's just Ethel Flood is better. Exactly. Have, she's good. Yeah.
2: Sansa's still a great character.
0: I have a feeling that once or if, Kyle, Game of Thrones, a song of Ice of Fire, is actually finished, the book series, Sansa will probably be better because we'll have that entire arc. Yeah. And it'll be written out the right way. Yeah, but I, she certainly
1: suffers from that.
0: Yeah, but I 100% agree at the Flutter bust, man. But let's do one thing here. Because we did have a lot of, like, let's just do a four or five. (laughs) Let's just say we did this for the 100, I think, and we definitely did this for the Magicians. Let's throw a Dark Horse. One that, you know, might not be 100% top five, but you just love them for some reason. I'm going to go first because obviously it was in my head and I made up the question. I'm going Hild, obviously. Like, she's, like, not somebody that's hugely, you know, she's not even in season four. She's not even in. Well, she's in the beginning of season four. She doesn't show up till the very end of season five. She's definitely important. She has so many big parts to Uhtred, but she's not, you know, one of the top main characters. But she's just such a big part of the show. Phenomenal character. Too good for God alone. And you can't (laughs) freaking let go of Hild. I, I loved her so much. She's definitely my dark horse. If you said, Jim, say your top five, she won't be in it. But I just feel like she has. She's deserved to be talked about.
3: Full endorsement. Uh, I think I got a good one now that we're. It just came to me. I'm going to throw out Otta the Elder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kinda, okay.
1: Like, out nice. of the Younger, bro. No, you you, there's your hot bro.
2: take, <laughs> Kyle. It's going to be a hot
0: take. I was waiting for Kyle to bring up Young no, I, Otta or whatever. It's young Otta, I just Jesus. think out of I put him on my top three least favorite characters, Kyle.
1: Yeah, honestly. No, it's because you're you're a fucking Neanderthal. Yeah. It?
3: <laughs> no, but I really like Otta the Elder. I think there were moments of where I didn't really fully trust him but would always kind of prove himself to be loyal to the people of Wessex. Already,
0: yeah, Wessex. And,
3: <laughs> You're already on to the next. Yeah, I'm I'm already forgetting things, but the people um, of the
0: Peaky Blinders.
3: <laughs> the People of Birmingham. But he was a consistent character. Like I don't think he would be in my top 10 even, but I think he's still a really good character who was always there and supported Uhtred, who uh, anyone who ride or dies for Uhtred, I'm going to ride or die for. And out of the elder proved that even in his stubbornness towards the end. And the fact that he was willing to give himself an honorable death in the end rather than you know face punishment, I thought that was respectable, too.
0: So and, just a solid character. And he was honorable to Alfred, even though Alfred was yeah. a little bitch about it. <laughs> yeah, uh,
3: <laughs> you know,
0: he was honorable to, Al- you know, he had Alfred's back doing what's right for Wessex. It's just that. Alfred didn't agree with him because it was his heart.
1: He was a fucking legend because he killed his own son yep. to protect Alfred's throne. That was so crazy when that happened. I mean, it was devastating for all the uh you know the <laughs> dozens of young or out of the uh, yeah, definitely the, uh, the younger fans not, out there. Not but, uh... <laughs> many
0: dozens is, is probably the right. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: but it was a real move by a real one. <laughs> um, I could go next. Mine is definitely Ethel Stan. Okay. Okay. Nice. I, it seems like gonna, really You're gonna be like a big Ethel fan Stand. of the
0: movie then, I'm I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited for the movie. I Ethel Stan's just I would agree that he is a very me character. I'm a big Ellen Venture fan from Mistborn. He, not that mm-hmm. they're they're just kind of a somewhat similar mold. So I just like we're gonna talk about it probably in terms of my favorite moment too, but it was just great to see the time skip and see him actually become like an actual character. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Ethel Stan mm-hmm. would definitely be my like dark horse top
4: five character. Okay.
0: Love it. I'll pick up. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll pick this one up here.
4: I like that pause. Dark Horse top five character for me is going to be Heston, and he's going to end up on another list that we're going to talk about. But I think he just had a really satisfying character arc. And one of my faults for the show is how relentlessly, like, dumb the Danish leaders were. Like, it's fall for the same trap overly emotional gargle, rinse, repeat with the next guy. He's always just in the background conniving and like plotting. He's kind of like a snake. But in the end, he shows his true colors and his character arc finishes with him keeping his word to Utrid. because I think he, after all these years, believes that Uhtred is an honorable man and is worth his respect and trust and just a good character. I, th- I think he stands towards the top of the Danish leaders
0: for me just because of that. Mm. All right, let's let's jump in here with Kyle. Do you think he went to Valhalla because he did not have a weapon in his hand unless you count him holding the sword that's going through him?
1: That's a good question. I mean, he does he touch? Is he touching the the hilt or whatever on the sword? I believe he
0: is right when it's going through him.
1: I guess there's no I'm, I'm not, you know. I guess I've never I haven't studied the bylaws of Valhalla, but that seems like it would still count. As I'm long guessing as it should be weapon. your
0: own sword that count you're it. holding, but but we're going to uh, we all said count it. Just because. I'm going to count it. yeah. And for all of our listeners and watchers who are fans of Heston, stay tuned. That's all yeah. we're going to say. Stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned to the Binge Town TV podcast and subscribe. Uh, so me last
2: for special characters. Yes, I think, Jimmy, this is probably what you were hinting at earlier with my list of honorable mentions, but. It would just be untrue to my character if I didn't say Edith. Um, (laughs) She's just... A babe and she's amazing
1: <laughs> she's just the best that's all the reasoning you need right she yeah. really
2: is she can heal so she's she's smart like she always kind of rode the the right path in the beginning she was she was stuck with ethel Read that whole storyline but even then you could see the cracks of her like actual moral compass way more yeah. than her brother and then when she finally got the chance to join squad she took it right away and she's she hasn't looked back so hopefully She's in the movie and she gets a nice Uhtred relationship because that'd
1: be be the
2: dream. Holy shit.
1: Yep. I was shocked
0: that it didn't end up being her and Finn. Me too. I agree. I agree. They were like teasing that. And then when they did the season five jump where he has a wife, I was like, oh shit.
2: All right. I totally expected them to be dating. But the time skip clearly had different ideas. But that's it for the characters. So, we, you know, we always beat those. Kind of rankings to death they are always fun to hit. Um, we all are kind of of similar minds, right? Like <laughs> Uhtred and Alfred towards the top. You guys all fuck with Bianca. Finan's up there for mm. us. It's just pretty classic straight across the board. So I think we're ready for the next section. I want to talk about everybody's seasons ranked. And you don't have to talk specifics for each season. Yeah. Maybe just like one or two points for each thing you say. But <sighs> if anybody, I can start us here. Um, I have some pretty thought out things written down. And then we can just, you know, you guys can agree or disagree. And we'll take it from there.
0: Okay, hit it up. I
2: think my favorite season has to be season two. And I put that one in its own tier. I think I've been saying this in nearly all of our wrap up uh, podcasts, but I just thought the slavery arc was amazing for Utrid. I think it was like one of the most important parts of the entire show and like set him up. He gained so many friends through that. He gained so much more willpower and just standing. And the whole Alfred resolution with Ragnar and Brita too was like important for the rest of the series. Season two, uh, I think it's just like near perfection. It's one of my favorite seasons of any show ever. So I think that's always going to be my tier one by itself. And then in my tier two, I have season three, four, five. Um, I just think it's just excellent television. I don't really need to talk about it much. They're all just absolutely amazing. And then in its own tier at the bottom, I have season one. And Kyle, you kind of hit at this a little bit earlier where you said the first time you picked up the show, season one didn't even push you to keep on going. And I was the same way. I think I watched a few episodes and kind of dropped it and just lost track. It's just it has so much weight to pull being the first season of a fantasy show. It's got to mm-hmm. do all the all the politics and the world building and the peace setting. So it, it was always going to be the hardest to live up. I know it's kind of a hot take, I think. I think people generally love season one as mm-hmm. like one of the first or second. But just for me, it, it felt like Alfred and Uhtred were at their absolute worst versions of themselves. They were the most frustrating because they needed to have a path to growth so those are the reasons i just have it by itself still loved it but i just think season one is in its own tier at the bottom
3: i'd like to follow up because i think mine's pretty different so my favorite season was going to be season three mm-hmm. and this kind of ties into the best moments but all it needs to be said is arthur and utrid reconciliation arthur, I, arthur. arthur. <laughs> arthur
2: <laughs>
3: alfred and utrid uh, reconciliation <laughs> that's all that really needs to be said about that season i just thought just so much good Good emotions and good plot points in that one. Second favorite season is going to be season five, which although I had this complaint in the finale episode, I said that Bevenberg felt a little anticlimactic with how they handled Elfrich. I just think his death was a little anticlimactic because he was built up to be the villain for four seasons. And then we get right into the fifth and he gets killed by someone that's not Uhtred. Which yeah. I wasn't too crazy about. But even with that complaint, I just think the season finale or like the show finale was just incredible. The final three episodes just had me on the edge of my seat. It's a lot of cool interactions between kings, like the King of Scotland and Edward. That was really awesome. Third favorite season is going to be season two. Pretty much for the same reasons Luke said. Um, even though it's so far down, it's still one of my favorite seasons. It's in my top three. I'd probably have those three in my tier one. And then we get a little bit of a gap with season four. I'll put season four at the fourth spot. Um, This was like Brita's like worst arc. This was the peak of Brita's worstness in the show. And I just couldn't stand Mm -hmm. when she was on this. You could argue, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it was just her worst. And I couldn't really stand her as she was just watching her plummet into the depths of despair was just not fun for me. And then season one. Yeah, I
0: mean, to to your point, Dave, that's probably where we kind of knew that there was no return almost four is when it was game over because one through three, she still sucked. But then there was times when you're like, all right, it might be coming back a little bit. But then four, we we're just like, mm, yeah, you know, thanks. Yeah.
3: Brita kind of brought that one down. And then like Luke said, season one was just the opening. You can't, it has to carry so much weight on his shoulders in that introduction season. And it was still great. All these seasons were amazing, but it just so happens to be my uh
4: fifth favorite. I guess you're yeah, all mean. dying to hear my rankings. <laughs> yeah, too. Well, you put the <laughs> mic to your face. So I was like, yeah. what you going? Uh So, coming in at number one, I'm gonna have season three. That is the kind of skate and blood hair season, mm-hmm. as well as the death of Alfred. I hated Skade, but I really enjoyed like how heavy they kind of emphasized the flaws of the Danish magical belief system through Skade. Like, I love to hate her, but at the same time, it was Alfred kind of decaying towards his death and like seeing him in such a desperate situation that he goes to Skade and like says, how much time do I have left? Like this very Christian man going, what am I trying to say? This Christian man, um, trusting the Danish belief system towards the end. Like, that's kind of how desperate he was. And then the death scene where he not the death scene, I'm sorry, but his final scene with Utrid, Yep. One of the best scenes of the entire series. So seasons. Oh, my God. Season three is my favorite season coming in at number two is season one. I completely disagree with you guys. I really respected how they showed like the flaws of Utrid and Alfred that early on, like it set up so much character growth that they were able to cash in on for the next four seasons. Uh, we have Leia Fritch, awesome character. It didn't feel like a laborious task world building because like all of these things actually happen. So like the world was really already built. I don't know. I just really like to see season one coming in at number three. We have season four. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I feel like I'm talking too long. Mm. Uh, No, coming in at, Number three is season four. I really liked how they get rejected at Bebenberg. Well, I didn't really like it, of course, but it was (laughs) very humbling to see them get rejected at Bebenberg. And of course, Bayaka dying. That's like a very heartfelt scene. And then Sig Trigger taking Winchester, like that standoff between King Edward and Sig Trigger was like really awesome for both of those characters. Uh, Coming in at number four is season two. That's the Eric and Siegfried season. I really liked... Both of those characters, actually. And Eric was another one of my favorite Danes. Uh, and that was also a great season for Ethelfled, kind of coming into her own. So season two was great. And my least favorite season is actually season five. Um, and that was a very King Edward heavy season. And I think the pacing, like it was very obvious they were trying to get to the finale. And some of the pacings were a little bit off. Also all that time spent on a horrible burrito just didn't yeah. do it for me. So season five suffered in that sense It's still an amazing finale.
0: And those are my rankings. Yeah. I'm fine going next and I'm just going to list mine and, and just nail a couple things. things. Um, I'm going to go three, two, five, four, one. So I think Brian, you nailed exactly why you thought three was the best, just because the whole, we were talking about this off pod. I was gonna say my favorite scene and my favorite season, just gonna go hand in hand. The Alfred and Trident scene, just unbelievable. Go back and listen to our f- podcast about that season if you want to hear us gush about it. The makeup department, unbelievable with Alfred just showing his decline. Just his just him in general the entire season. The actor deserves so much credit for how amazing he was. So I can't really go any other show or any other show, any other season. Above that, Luke nailed the whole thing about season two. I thought the slavery arc was so important for Uhtred's growth. Finnan coming into play, even his reconciliation with Ragnar and, and, and Uhtred breaking down and Hild bringing him back to life. It, that just was amazing. The birth, basically, of fled becoming a main character, just like Brian said. Amazing stuff. For, for three, I put five. And I do agree what you were saying. A lot of the stuff you were saying, Brian, but... I think that them nailing the finale so well made that season a lot better for me. Um, And then, you know, four and one, you know, I do want to defend one because I think, and you guys know from me pitching it to you guys, the pilot is freaking strong as hell. You know, they nailed the pilot. And I like how Luke did his stuff by saying tears and just kind of putting one and then the other, or what was it, one and the rest or two and then the rest, Luke. One season meaning into meaning two tiers. seasons. yeah and i meant like two, one being the top and then the rest were the next tier right yeah yeah i like doing it that way just because i don't want it to seem like i'm saying season one is the <laughs> fifth best you know you guys <laughs> you know i love abcd yeah um because really it is a, it is a really strong season a really really strong pilot i had a great feeling about pitching it to you guys and i mean what other show i mean we're talking game of thrones too like you know, it's the Game of Thrones effect when characters just die off. What other show has a first episode making you love some characters in one episode? And then all of a sudden, oh shit, they're not the main characters. They're freaking dead. Amazing. Amazing. And it's number five. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So
1: I obviously will play us out here. My answer changed a little bit while you guys were talking. So I'm really glad I went last. I'm going to I would definitely
3: have changed.
2: <laughs>
1: like, all these, like, yeah, yeah, right? Change. Going last for something like this is really nice. So I'm going to go season two is number one for a lot of the reasons that Luke said. It just kind of really hits its stride, and that's kind of the season that sucked me in and was like, I'm going to crush the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. We got another um, Ethel Flood stand on the pod yeah. and Kyle, it sounds <laughs> like. Um, second best season for me is season four. Then third best, I think, is season five. There's probably might be a little bit of recency bias. No, I just love like the fact that we have these... Almost fully developed characters. We have like the squad has really mm. been solidified. Like Uhtred and the boys, and their banters just gets only better and better throughout the seasons. So fourth best season is season three for me. I think season three is like a like a two thousand and seven Cavs team. It's just kind of carried by that last <laughs> Alfred and Uhtred scene. Okay, I feel like okay. the rest. Of, I didn't. I agree with B times. I didn't like skate at all. Blood hair was didn't live up to any type of expectation that I possibly had in this character from the the pilot, or I'm sorry, from episode one of right, season three. when you three. first meet him. Yeah. Yeah, so and just in general, I didn't like season three that much, but it's still better than the fifth best season to me, which is season one for some of the things that Luke said. Um, just especially looking back, it's fun like the beginning, but looking back... Just like we don't have that much of a connection to the characters yet. And granted, that sets the foundation for a lot of the characters. But it's just for me, it's more fun to actually have gone through the journey. And while Mm -hmm. that's just the start of the journey. So it's not as good for me.
2: Good share. Love it. very different answers across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think there's much more to add there. We can move on to our next section. I feel like we crushed that. Um, now we're going to take the opposite approach from our first section. And now everyone's going to list their l- three least favorite characters. And mm. we're going to let's do the same thing where you can give an honorable mention of someone okay. questionable, you know, just
1: breed account. Or is that like an assumed one? Like, no, should, no, you got to you know, list her. No, you
2: know, <laughs> like, <Okay>. That's <laughs>
0: hilarious because I'm going to you're going to want me to go again because I, on our season five wrap, I don't I don't think I have breed in my top three right oh, face. There you. and you guys are and everybody else literally i don't know i can't remember i think she wasn't in it at all and i was like you know i was naming like out of the younger sorry kyle and stuff and like luke dave and brian were all like brita number one <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> she's the worst
0: yeah i mean yeah. she yeah i i just my whole problem was that i'll see someone like out of the younger and i thought he was like i mean i, I know i'm coming right at you Kyle. i'm sorry but say it to my face really. yeah <laughs> i just thought that you know, he wasn't in it a long time, and what he did was something I didn't, you know, things I didn't like, right? Yeah. But Brita at least had like a five season arc, and you know, she had ups and downs. So like, even though she was, I would agree, like the worst. There's this other like less significant characters maybe to me that I would just rather say are top three worst. Yeah. Okay. I mean,
1: for me, out of the younger, it's just like. It's more like pity. Like, he's just, like, such a cuck that, like, putting yeah. him in my least favorite I, I mean, characters feels like I'm kicking him while he's already down. It just feels wrong. You know, I like to to almost not empathize with him, but he just, his character makes me laugh. So yeah. he can't possibly be a least favorite for me.
0: He All loves right, Mildred, well, man.
1: I'm glad. Well, yeah, he's the <laughs> ultimate cuck. I'm glad we got that uh, out of the younger.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. the, the air cleared on out of the The air younger. is cleared. I can All go right.
1: and do, like, a formal. Okay. Top three least favorite. One is just Breda. She's just absolutely the worst. <laughs> I had no redeeming qualities for me whatsoever. I just honestly, when B Thompsons was talking about it with his dislike of season four, I kind of agree with it, but it almost felt fun to hate her. So that's why I didn't knock the full season for it. But yeah, no, Breda sucks. Yeah, to
4: <laughs> be fair, that was season five,
1: actually. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go.
4: Second is
1: probably Ethel Red.
0: Yeah, okay. He's just okay. a little
1: worm. Just didn't like ever seeing him on the screen. I like the fact that that's where his character went because in the beginning, like him and Ethel Flutter giving each other butterfly eyes and shit, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cute. And I like that he went completely left field and to be a bad guy.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then, ah, oh, this is a tough one. I almost want to pick One-Eyed Sven. But he almost feels in that out of the younger, yeah, yeah. Like like, I knew you were gonna say, yeah, he's like an ultimate cuck kind of (laughs) guy. So like, it's not that I hate him; he's just like a pathetic person. And his own own, own father, Alexander
0: Viam agreed with us when we talked to him about it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Also true. So I'm gonna go with, um, oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the Dave here and forget who is Edward's father-in-law.
2: Ethelhelm. Uh, Ethelhelm.
1: Yeah. So Ethelhelm will be three for me. I somewhat respect him as an adversary, but I don't like him at all. Let me yeah. follow
2: up because I have the same order. Boy, first give us an honorable mention of someone questionable that you hate. Um, honorable mention is going to be
1: Edward.
0: Whoa, Damn, that's a really? hot take. I like that. Yeah, probably that a, a hot take. Big. That's upsetting. wow. See, my hot take to end season five, Luke, remember, was saying that I think you were saying you weren't that happy that him and Utrecht didn't get along at the end. Mm -hmm. And I was saying that my hot take was I thought Utrecht did exactly the right thing because he had that arrogance and that he just assumed that he was going to get exactly what he wanted, Edward. Mm -hmm. So I kind of feel you there, Kyle. I don't know if I would put him in the top or bottom five, but Kyle, I got a question for you. Uh, what did you think of Ethel
4: going to the Mercian's aid after Edward said he wanted to stand pat at uh, Winchester?
1: I respected it in the sense that you know like she felt such a passion for it and like in her heart knew it was the right decision. I feel like they both almost like you could argue both sides of their points, but as a as an Ethel stan... I was obviously like Edwards, a douchebag, and he's just being a pussy and hiding behind behind the walls of Of Winchester. So yeah, completely biased is she's, you know, a great tactician. You know, she's such a great queen because she just loves her subject so much. So 10 out of 10 decision
4: there
2: from Ethel (laughs) flood.
4: Okay, there it is. I was team Edward on that. (laughs) Okay. But I am overall team Ethel flood. Yeah. Though I digress.
2: Let me jump in and do mine because it's the same exact ordering as Kyle. I knew when you started grasping at what his name was for your third yeah, chance, I yeah. was like, we have the same fucking order. It's <laughs> Krita, Ethelred, then Ethelhelm. Uh, nothing much I could really add here. Ethelhelm's a cuck. Everybody knows that. He he was the little finger of the last back yeah. half of the series. My fun one, I guess, or my honorable mention is actually going to be Stiora, and i I th- that was going to be mine,
1: too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same people, Two peas, dude. Yeah,
2: I love Edward, though. So what I want to say about Steora is that I think I forgave her a little bit on the on our finale podcast. I most likely did because of what she does in the finale episode yeah. coming to save for the sure. day, kind of even though cinematically that took like 10 real hum- R minutes for her yeah. to get from like the one side yeah, when they were yeah. getting pushed against the cliff. <laughs> was, I mean, We
0: literally well, idea. we talked about the fact that they shouldn't have even turned her. They should have let her have the argument with Utrid and not fully turn heel and just let her be a little pissy and then come to his aid later. There was no reason to really do that heel turn because there was nothing that really came about except bringing her back to Utrid really quick in the end.
2: It sucks because when she was first introduced, I think it was season three with Utrid Jr., we kind of all agreed that she was the better version, the better sip. Right, right. You know, kid. And she was. She was awesome in season three. And even when she first started hooking up with Sig Trigger, like that was a cool little storyline. And then she just took a complete 180, and just the writers must just love the Brita stupid archetype because (laughs) they just like were gassing her up to be Brita round two. And it's just like the more I'm distanced from the show since we finished it, the more when I think of Steora, I think of the bad and not her redeeming herself in the end. So, like, I just kind of hated her and she didn't need to go that way, especially when she's talking mean to. To Gutrid, she so doesn't I know what about he's been characters through.
3: like Aelfwyn. It's like I just like she was just useless for yeah. so much. Look,
0: how could you not say Gutrid on your list? Oh, I yes, thought man. of it. I totally you're so did. mad at him.
3: I will still say it to this day. Like that was just such a waste of a potential great, maybe not great character, but just an important character. And I just I don't understand why they would bring him in to have him just not appear in four and five. Maybe there was just some like actor That's- issue,
4: but. The thing I didn't understand was he still like King up there, even though he wasn't participating in anything, just background.
2: I, I think he was King of um, Cumberland, right? Is what he was.
3: Yeah. And yeah. so I think what we discussed on the finale was like reading into his, what the actual Guttred was in real life and like his, background in the books. Apparently it was just implied that he died from like, illness or like old age. One of the two. I can't remember. He just gotcha. He just leaves history basically
2: and that's it. So. I almost put him in there, jace Spang. And I yeah. also almost put in the priest of Gudrid.
0: Abbot Idrid. But well, yeah, yeah, that was, that was who, I was gonna let yeah. Dave do that because he, he hit that one hard when we uh <laughs> that was a dark horse that I was when he said it I was like damn when mm-hmm. he said that for our last pod. All
3: right let me just roll into mine then. So Breed number one <laughs> and then I had Abbot Idrid, number two. Yeah. And then we already mentioned Ethel Helm, Ethel Red. So I'll throw in Ethel Wald as being my, The Ethels are just taking a lot of Ls, except Ethel yeah. Fled. But Ethel Wald will fall in my fourth. I was always... He was a funny character. Don't get me wrong. I thought he get the, the, the boob scene in season one was like hilarious when he's praying to tits yeah. and all this stuff. Like he was so That was <laughs> a really good scene. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he was just so for himself and in the end betrayed utrid I just can't stand that little motherfucker so I'm gonna throw him there.
0: there was a hundred percent a fork in the road for Ethelwald. Mm-hmm. you know he had that that spot and most shows probably you would assume would have went where they turned him good like mm. he's the guy who has all the bad qualities but it seems like doing the the scene that you like Dave and a little even even like for a while. he seemed like he was helping Uhtred out. he seemed like he was trying to turn a corner. And then, boom! Was convinced, man, he just he was. totally turned heel straight up and went as bad as you can be for for Uhtred lovers and for us. So mm-hmm. that fork in the road, he picked the wrong choice, man. That's why he'll be my honorable mention. We already talked about Otta the Younger, so I'm not gonna put him on there. <laughs> so I'm gonna go Ethelred number one, man. I just honestly, when it came to Ethelred. There's nobody worse than somebody who's like as arrogant as he was but with no cause like he did nothing he didn't deserve to be as arrogant as he was he didn't deserve to be king he was awful uh he was awful to our girl Ethel fled he was just a bad dude he was he was awful so he's number one Ethel Helm, i agree was another one he was at first for a while enjoyable as the foil the little finger type even though i still think that's like a little bit of a slight on little finger but by season five, you're ready to hate his guts like so badly, you know, and you're happy. It's one of the best scenes of season five when it's game over for him. So love it. I am going to go Brita. I'm putting her back in the top three here. You know, she really is awful. And <laughs> I, I was trying to get, you know, like I didn't put her in it the last pod when we did it. But and my my defense was exactly what I said with her versus out of the younger. Like I thought that he was in it less. He had less of an impact on the story. And he was just he was awful, too. So I assume I think he's worse. But once you got to a point where she the end of what was it, season four when she stabs him and she's Mm -hmm. just like, you know, that's just point of no return. And you just can't like we talked about it so much in our season five coverage. There's no redemption. And if they redeem her, we're we're so pissed. And Steora almost gets a pass for being in any kind of bottom, you know, rank bottom five whatever because she's the one who takes her out you know she <laughs> saved okay that whole facts. arc to be honest because if if she wasn't there to do that utra would have took her back and then we would have been so pissed at utra and would have been you don't want to be pissed at utra man you really mm. don't right avid idred was going to be my honorable mention but i'm going to go aired wolf for mine great he's one the little snake dude even if being ethelred killing the dude and then taking his ring like a dumbass and he's just he was a snake bro he, mm-hmm.
1: he can someone refresh my memory on who Abbot Idrid is?
0: Oh, he was Gutrid's priest that saw, or Abbot, I guess, who saw Gutrid in his dream. And that's why he was going to become the king. And then he was the one that was in the ear of Gutrid the entire season, like, trying to bring him against Utrid. He's like,
3: Utrid's coming for the throne. He was like the
0: older, I guess he wasn't bald. Uhtred
3: but just he, kills him like I think he's he talk- was
4: bald. He was a bald dude, season two. Yeah, he he married, Uhtred he, kills him, right, in, in yeah, church? Yeah, He's marrying
3: yeah, yeah. Gazella to the, the stand-in
4: for... Gazella. F- <laughs> F- F-
0: was Isla. it
4: Uhtred or Ragnar that killed him? U- Uhtred. That's the whole thing, but remember? Yeah, yeah, but Alfred right, blames right, Ragnar because right, right. he was under Ragnar's yeah. command.
0: Fucking manipulative bastard.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let me just uh, rip through my least favorite characters real quick. Number one, Brita, of course, why not? Uh, number two... <laughs> Uh, Skade actually it's well documented my hate of Skade on the podcast but I did really enjoy disliking her in season 3 I love me a manipulative woman character but like god she just dug her claws in and did not let go of some of those Danish leaders and number 3 I got Airdwolf dude was a loser it's like Airdwolf and Ethelred neck and neck but Ethelred on his deathbed kind of like showed some love for Aethelflaed which doesn't redeem him fully but Airdwolf never showed any redeeming qualities. He's just a little pile of weasel shit, as I <laughs> would say. So, aired Wolf number three. Okay, I like it. Do
2: you have a sketchy honorable mention one?
4: Yes, the guy who burned Tira, and he was not a main oh, character at yeah. all, but like, yeah. he was in like Fuck three episodes guy. hanging around, and he was He was, was just, bad, dude. I guess you would call him a racist at the time. He was racist yeah. against Danes, and that was just really fucked up, because Tira answer. did not deserve that. She already was supposed to be safe, and it was upsetting.
0: Yeah, that was that's that's a good answer.
2: Is that all five of us? Yeah. For that one thing, dude, I'm just hoping beyond hope that Breeda's actress never listens to our podcast. I would feel so
0: bad. She did her her. job though. Listen, that's the thing. Like, I think it's the point where we talked about this a lot with a lot of our people commenting, uh, our viewers on YouTube commenting, our Twitter followers commenting at us, and it just seems like the, the books kind of gave a better reason for her heel turn, for her mm. hatred of Uhtred eventually, and they just had to go with it, and they kind of didn't nail it like the books did. Again, I didn't read the books. None of us read the books, but there were people defending her from the books, and okay. that's fine, but we're not talking about the books. We're talking about the show. <laughs> <you know? laughs>
1: exactly, so fuck so... her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's no slight on her. It's like saying we hate Joffrey's actor. We don't hate Joffrey's actor. We hate Joffrey. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, so let's move on to the next one. We got a couple more topics here and then we can get the hell out of here. Let's do next our favorite moments. And this can kind of lead itself into discussion of favorite episodes if you guys want to take that route.
4: This is let tough. me go. I'll just I'll get the ahead. one that <laughs> most
3: of us are probably thinking. It's uh, season three, episode, yeah. was it? Was it 10? It was that one started the episode 10? whatever it was it was the I was literally about to say Arthur again but it's the, <laughs> Al, it's the Alfred and Utrid reconciliation yeah, I, nine looks like it's episode nine yeah okay that's what it is that's my favorite episode just my two favorite characters coming together just being an adult sitting down having a couple wine and just realizing <laughs> that everything in the past was the past and that Alfred just needed the future to be bright for his kids and he knew that Utrid was the only person that was going to help ensure that to happen and just chills right now, just <laughs> on my arms up and down because that scene just, it honestly might be my like favorite scene in like television. Like when I think of like,
0: it's up there, it definitely is. Luke texted
3: it, like it's just instantly and not even like a hesitation of it being not my favorite moment in this show. So mm-hmm. I'll, that's the credit I'm going to give to it. Season three, episode nine, just beautiful.
2: So, so what we should do here is you go until you say a unique scene and yeah. then also add an honorable one. So <laughs> okay. if you have like a very, like not obvious scene that you love in the show that you can bring. up. All right. I'm going to do a not obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Not obvious. Okay.
3: I'll do season two, episode four. This is when Ragnar and Uhtred save Tara. They kill Sven and his father. Kjartan. Kjartan. Yep. And that was just a great episode. I mean, Uhtred got kicked out from Wessex by Alfred and he was just kind of this lone wolf. Of course, he's going to go to his day one homie, Ragnar, and they just fuck shit up. They just go in there. They just take names and just fucking kick ass. It was incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just such satisfaction from it. And the love that they share in that episode was just so good. And I, that was the peak of those two together. Absolutely. For me. Right. So season two, episode four. Obviously, those midway season episodes just always hit so hard. I'll go
2: next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, my number one scene is the same as Dave's. It's gonna be the Alfred and Utrid conversation. That's probably my favorite episode too, for the, all the same reasons. I'm not adding any anything new there. It's just the best. It's just peak television. Uh, so my second one I'm gonna say is like as in potentially obvious and similar to you guys would be the crying scene in the rain. I think it's the finale. It's after Utrid ends up killing Witgar, but he thinks that he's going to lose Bebenberg anyway to all the mm, fires mm. and he breaks down and he's ready to just absolutely die with Bebenberg. He he doesn't have it in him to go past this. And then finally he gets a quote-unquote sign from the gods and destiny and it just starts pouring rain and saves Bebenberg and that leads to, you know, the next best scene which is, you know, like the actual ending and stuff. But that scene was just amazing. So much weight on it. Uhtred breaking again. I always get emotional when he gets emotional because he does it so very rarely that it's just powerful every time. Mm-hmm. So that that scene is just so good because he just finally is being shown some favor from his gods. And it's just awesome. I wanted on record that that would have been my number two, but I was waiting. I wanted to give it to someone else. <laughs> this guy my
3: <laughs>
2: so my additional scene that I think is more low-key, that's one of my favorites of the series is season one, episode five. And that is what's what's that face p toms am i stealing <laughs>
4: that's gonna be missed. stealing one of the main ones here for really? your low-key one
2: damn okay hold on let me see if we can <laughs> Nah, <second>. you're good
4: <laughs> i'll just uh just leave some, uh... It, yeah. yeah just okay. leave some
2: meat on the bone dude sure, sure. <laughs> it's basically what it what it is is abba versus utrid i just think yeah. it's, it's fantastic and i'll leave it alone except for just saying the one thing is that this was the moment that was the most similar to Game of Thrones season one, episode nine, when Ned gets his head cut off. For me, it was just like a defining like game changer moment. And it just showed the tension and the plot twist value that the show was going to deliver on for the rest of the series. So I thought that episode was incredible. And the gore with the with the Achilles was amazing too. And just Abba was fantastic. I'll, I'll leave the rest for B-Toms, but I love that scene.
4: I guess I'll just pick it up right there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Season one, episode well. five, Uhtred versus Abba. Uhtred puts his faith into Ada the Elder to come in once he sets the trap and lights the boats on Mm -hmm. fire and Ada the Younger is whispering in his ear, like, we can just fall back and join up with Alfred and be pussies. And like, (laughs) it's a very tempting strategical move. He's he's making sense, but at the end of the day, he sees the fire go off. He's like, Uhtred kept his end of the bargain, so I got to keep mine. He showed up, but like the fight between... Abba and Utrid was very well done because Abba had him, like, decisively won that fight. But Utrid had to do, like, a last-ditch effort, kind of cheap shot, stab him in the leg, catch him off guard. It was just really well done. And then when he is just facing off against the entire, like, Danish forces, and then you just hear Leofritch's voice from the darkness shield <laughs> wall, and they yeah. just, like, march in. It's just, like, so it good. gets me hype every single time. Luke, just what you said, that was the first, like... Big death to happen. It it really just shows you the peak of what the show could be as early as season one, and that was just a great moment. And kind of my dark horse one is Utrid and Hild, like oh. that scene in the oh. My dark
0: horse one is <laughs> actually <laughs> right in the pie. Uh, nah, I had another one. Using your own
3: words, <laughs> save some meat on the bones. Yeah, right? yeah no, no, sure. no, you, you can do it.
0: I got, I had a backup, so we're good.
4: I'm going to go with my backup. In the pilot episode, <laughs> episode one, it's the first shield wall. Where, uh, I'm just <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would've, that would have been funny, actually. Uh, when like the OG Utrid, father of Uhtred yeah, leads his forces into the Danes. And for the first time, we see like the might of the Danish forces and how they're just like superior warriors and how they were completely out of their depth, just thinking that numbers alone could beat them because... They had the shield wall. They made them come meet them in the mud. It was just like crazy. And it w- it really showed us how battle sequences were going to go in the show. And I love the battle sequences in this show because they're so realistic. The big yeah. season one guy. Big season one guy. Yeah, I had season one as my number two. You guys were hating on it. I Jimmy, it. me and you were pretty similar. And then those three were all like very similar in the opposite way. Yeah. Yeah. So funny.
0: I'll go next just because of that. Uh, Brian already bringing up mine but my number one is 100% Utrid and Alfred mm-hmm. can't beat it in my eyes but my next one I think I'm just going to go nostalgia here and I'm going with the finale of season 5 where you see Utrid basically having the flashbacks of everything that happened throughout his life I mean with the music playing and it's just hitting you right in the field someone's cutting onions and it's game over man you know that that's just such a great scene You've been waiting for it. It's a journey that's been going on for five seasons. We joked about it in the pitch town. Then we joked about in the season one. Then the season two. When is Bebenberg going to be the final destination? When is he going to kill Uncle Alfric and take over? Alfric versus Kiartin. We're thinking it's going to be quick. Well, it's the entire trajectory of the show. And when he finally gets Bebenberg, destiny's all man. It's just there, dude. It's awesome. So. Next, my dark horse is going to be the Hilda and Uhtred scene. She's too good for God alone. It's just, it literally is like the whole, you know, season two slavery arc. It's a defining moment for his, or a defining scenes moment, whatever for his character. And he was ashamed, and he wasn't Uhtred when he got back, and Hild literally brought him back to life. And I will say, the continuation, I believe this that was the second part. The first part. I thought just like you said, Luke, with Ucha breaking down when he sees Ragnar for the first time. And even when he sees Sven and he's half dead and he still try like Sven wants to fight him, and he's still gonna try to pick up the sword and fight, and he's literally dying. And then uh his brother comes, saves him. And then, you know, he his brother Ragnar is talking to Finnan and says, Oh, he's your brother now. And he says, Well, oh, he might as well will be. I just thought there's so many defining moments all in that whatever it was, 15 minutes of scenes. So that's my dark horse. What was your backup that you had? Just my backup was his speech right after Alfred dies and he gives the speech and Edward has the choice between exiling him or keeping him. And Utrid like does his his love for Alfred and he actually gives his sword to Edward and Edward takes it. That was, my, uh, that was my backup. That's a great one, too. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like the little smirk when like Utrid connects the dots of, like, Alfred totally fucking did this on purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, so, again, I can play us out here. I will say that, and I'm glad, Jimmy, you kind of broke, like, that end of the slavery arc, how it was, like, multiple scenes, but all of them kind of combined for you. And I think the same way about the start of Season 5, like, the vibes when we come Season five starts. We're in Rumkova. It's Redmond Festival. Ethelstan's mm. grown up and baby monks got bitches fighting uh, over him like they have families and shit monk, yeah. yeah like it's just it's so good i was like riding the highest of highs at the start and then
2: you texted us too yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah i i tweeted the meme also from our account of like the mr incredible where it's like the start of season five episode one and then the yeah. end of season five episode one <laughs> where young Richard waddles in with no dick and i'm like yeah. what the fuck man <laughs> yeah but I would say the start of season five made me feel something, man. I love that. Man. I thought we were on top of the world. That's not how it was meant to be, but whatever. A backup for me, or I guess a Dark Horse one, It's actually going to be from season one as well. I thought B. Thomas was going to say this in the pilot episode, but the last scene when uh, mm. when Uhtred walks up to Bedman and Ooh. drops the head yeah. like Ragnar the Fearless did at the beginning, that was like, yo, this
0: is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So. That was funny because we ended we were doing the recaps and we all said, especially, you know, I had already watched, so I knew it was coming. But yeah. Luke, Dave and Brian pretty much all agreed like that scene is so badass. He be- He better be getting chased as soon as season two starts. <laughs> yeah. You know? And yeah. he was, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. he was in trouble. And that, you know, so that's why it was awesome because it was guess- realistic. And that's what the show really was.
1: Mm-hmm. A funny one. My backup backup, if B-Toms actually said that was going to be the first time Utrud and it. Ethel fled. Bang.
0: Oh, yeah. oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah That yeah.
1: was just so money in the bank. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was so
0: gassed up when they. Finally <laughs> that. I so. had to think for a second. Or yeah, yeah, isn't
2: it the opener to season three? Yeah,
0: it's, yeah, it it's, it's amazing. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm also that's not season three. I think so. I think mm-hmm. it's the first scene of season three.
1: No way.
0: Three or four. It's it's the beginning of one of the seasons. It might be four. Is
2: it?
1: Oh, dude, it totally might
2: be. Two
0: is when yeah. she's younger and she's with eric and then no so i would say it would be four because
1: yeah it's totally four.
0: three is when she's pregnant she still has to have the kid and do that whole thing with yeah yeah, okay, yeah cool. so it's that four. would have
1: yeah. totally ruined my cav 2007 Cavs comment of season three, so <laughs> yeah. i'm glad it's season four
2: <laughs> uh i'm not letting us leave this section without bringing up a bonus scene because i totally forgot about this if i could redo my rankings this is actually my my second favorite scene is the like Avengers Assemble moment in front of Edward. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where oh, every single wow. person is saying their piece of why Even they Ailes ride. With. Even <laughs> with, why they ride with Utrid, and just I play this scene in my head all the time. Just like <laughs> as soon as they're all done, and it's just the full fucking squad looking at Edward, and he just sits back quietly, and you just hear tap. As he's hitting his ring on the chair, I fucking love that moment so goddamn much. That's that's number two.
0: And going into the whole thing, you know, putting Ethelstan in one of his top characters, that leads Edward to say, all right, Ethelstan, you're my son. What do you think? And even he rides for Uhtred. Everyone.
2: It's so good, man. Oh, I'm getting chills thinking about that.
1: Ethelstan's (laughs) a (laughs) beast. (laughs) He At the end, he notices that Uhtred's alone in Bebenberg. He goes in there and fights, and, you know, he's a beast.
2: All right, so next one here, this one should be a little bit quicker, is going to be everyone's top three favorite Danes.
1: All right, top three
2: Danes.
1: I'm more than willing to step in. I've gone last a lot, so I'm going to go first so I don't get the benefit of getting to change my answer multiple times. Well, is
0: you it true to Dane? Beautifully reasoned. I'm not going to count
4: too.
1: him. <laughs> I'm going to go Sig triggers one. Two, I'm going to do Eric. Okay. And then three... Oh, three's tough. Yeah, three's B, such a small number. Um, <laughs> a Nice
3: little reaction there.
1: B Tom's might have swayed me to make it Heston. B. Wow. Are we doing a dark horse? See, he's top top not. He's not a favorite. I, I, I'm gonna take that back because he's not a favorite. Yeah, so I'm gonna say, honestly, Ragnar the Fearless. The Fearless. Okay. Yeah, Daddy Ragnar.
0: Daddy Rag. Daddy Ragnar.
4: Daddy Rag.
0: It's got to be the whole name. I'm fine to go next, I guess. I think it's going to be similar to what it was before for me, where I went Sig Trigger number one. Pretty obvious that he's... I don't know about people's favorite, but he should be most people's best, just because of how smart he was and how willing he was to actually work with Alfred slash Utrid and just make sure there's peace instead of just doing... What Brian always said, just like the the cookie cutter thinking with your heart slash you know, passion fire and just going in and, and losing every time, you know, whatever. Um, so Sig Trigger, number one. All right, I'm going young Ragnar for number two. I just think that him and Utrid, you know, the brother Bond, I'm not gonna act like it was the same as like Utrid and Finnet or even Utrecht and Utrid and Citric, who it's disgusting that we haven't brought citric up yet in this pod but you know utrid with his homies even baby monk they're at another level when it comes to brothers but him and ragnar going back to scenes and things we liked from earlier seasons i loved how ragnar saved Utrud when he was in the encampment and he was the hostage for alfred you know i just thought that whole scene where we always joked about utrid takes care of all the fodder but it always is realistic. So he's just taking care of all these people. And then he's surrounded and young Ragnar comes in and saves them. You know, that that's brother stuff. There, there is just a lot of great interactions between him and Uhtred. I do think we talked about this, that Uhtred was in the wrong, the way he went about quote unquote, betraying Ragnar and leaving the Danes, even though it was the right move, it was the total wrong way to go about it. And, you know, Ragnar gets some points off for, for like in breed, I guess, but but yeah, I, I think young Ragnar deserves it. He, he was the man for liking Brita for humping her. <laughs> yeah, come on. He went that far. I can't respect it. And then my number three. <laughs> <laughs> my number three is going to be Abba. I thought he was again. We talked about a lot. How long are they in the show? Are they significant enough? But Abba. Even, even him being only in the first season, he was way too significant of a leader and too respected in the scene with him in Utrid, Brian nailed it, was too important of a scene, so I'm going to go with him as my third favorite. He was a respected, badass Dane leader.
2: I don't have much to add here because Kyle, again, we're we're right there. I had Sig Trigger as one. I'm counting Sig Trick as two, but then I had Eric as three. So oh that shit! Was like,
0: well, I didn't I didn't know Citric counted. I, yeah,
2: so I get to talk about him. So fucking sit,
0: sit down. <laughs> oh, so you so smart. you put Sig Trigger over Citric.
2: I do. I think Sig okay. Trigger is more fleshed out. Like as what Sick Trick does is he's like the best at it as being yeah. like the number two homie. Bad but Sig or... Trigger felt more. Unique and interesting of a character that got filled out by like all of the different plot points that played in his favor for being the progressive thinking Dane. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: don't have to talk much about sick Trigger. He's the man. And Eric was just fantastic too. Uh, but Sick Trick, Jeez. he was just, you know, he's just like the freaking number two homie. He's so likable on screen and he's mm-hmm. one of the best fighters. He is Kjartan's defecting son, one of his sons. Bastard so that, son, man. Yeah, that adds another layer how. How cool it is that he was willing to flip sides and throw his trust into Uhtred just because of his sheer respect for him. One of the scarier moments for me is when I f- completely fell for the f- for the fake out that trick was uh, evil, like yeah, I that he was uh, okay, oh, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. was I felt so gullible, but like the relief and the sigh let out when he hugs Utrid when they see each other again. It's just that to me solidified the fact that of how much I just loved trick Like I wouldn't have reacted that way for almost anybody else. And then uh,
0: before. Love it. Yeah, I'll get in
4: there. <laughs> uh, so mono- You're the why last one, over- one, are you? Or get yeah, that yeah, I-, I always <laughs> it's always like such like like a rankings. gentle enter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can I come in? I here? mean
0: if, if I'm, well, <laughs> I
2: must He's knocking, Get on, in the conversation. He's <laughs> knocking yeah. on the this door. He's knocking on door. we yeah. going to let him in? Let's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All
4: right. Favorite Danes. Number one is Heston. I, I kind of <laughs> highlighted it earlier. So for the same reasons, I just thought he had a really successful full character arc and he had longevity over the seasons. Just a good character. I liked how he stood apart from the rest of the Danes because nobody approached politics or battle the way that Heston did. And he... Lived the longest out of all the Danish leaders. So I give him his respect for that. Uh, Number two is Sigtrigger. I think everybody's talked about him. He's just a really likable Dane, very reasonable. He was able to kind of bridge the gap for a time with the Saxons, lived in peace for that seven years. What a great seven year gap that was. (laughs) Number three is Abba. Jimmy, I think you nailed it. He is just the embodiment of what the Danes are to their core. And I think. After he died, Uhtred argued that he wanted him to be buried uh, because Otta the younger, wanted him like cut to pieces. And he said, that's Abba. Like, he's the closest thing the Danes are ever going to have to a king. Like, you got to treat him with respect. and. That's just so true. He's the closest thing they ever had to a king up as a beast. And then give me Citric number four.
0: Yeah. Legend. Ben, I do want to say that if I had a choice and I realized Citric was available, he actually would have been my number one. That's what I
3: was going to lead with is if we're counting Citric, he's number one, just for all the right reasons. Just a homie diehard. Like Luke said, that twist in him, you know, the double fake out of him betraying Uhtred was just amazing. I did not expect that. So him number one, I like young Ragnar number two, I would say. And then I'll have Sig Trigger thirds because I think the longevity is what separates the two characters for me. Just that one extra season and extra content of young Ragnar has the edge over Sig Trigger. But Sig Trigger, just personality wise and leadership wise, I think he's uh, an excellent leader. And for my honorable mention, it's tough, man. Like we already said, all the ones that deserve to get the praise, like Abba, Heston, and Eric. So I'll just throw out a little shout out for Guthrum since we were talking about him a little bit, just because I liked how, yes, he was very barbaric and was with Abba's side and would be willing to fight at any given moment. But also at the same time, he had that respect for Alfred, especially when he was reading his chronicles and he's talking. He's like, you know, these aren't just images. This is magic. Yeah, Yeah. magic. It's like storytelling to its utmost potential and the appreciation he had. So I'll give Guthrum a shout out, but I would probably have any of the other Danes that we had mentioned above him, but I'll give Guthrum a shout out.
0: Yeah. And I think you actually were the one Dave in one of our podcasts that nailed Heston because Heston for the entire series until the end, he's a POS. Like you don't like him because, you know, but you respect how he survives. But the thing about him that you said, Dave is his actor was so good at being this Dane with his mannerisms. And and like when he would spit and, and his facial expressions and, It was just when you wanted to hate him, you hated him. And then when he made his turn, you're like, all right, I like him now.
2: (laughs) So this next section is a last minute one. So I don't know how thought out you guys, how much time you guys put into thinking this one out. But I think it'd be fun to talk about everybody's spicy, spicy take. Something that's going to make us hate you. I need it to be real hot.
1: It's so tough because I feel like whatever I say is me like forcing a take versus actually believing this because what I'm leaning towards is that I think Finn is like generally overrated and I would almost say that I like Citric more than I like Finn in
2: that's that's,
0: a hot, take. that's hot that's hot set that is a hot take that's spicy but you how do I actually believe that yeah right I mean you're yeah I mean that's why it's a hot take because you really yeah. have to like it's close though yeah. I feel like
1: I don't know I, I enjoy Finn and he but I don't I don't know I, I would generally say that people overrate him i don't think he would not e- even be close to my top five
0: wow okay Definitely that's the saying, spicy yeah, take right the there Spicy. Okay. finnan versus you know. citric isn't as much of a spicy take like i still think finnan's i would say he's way above citric but you saying he's not in your top five now that is spicy because i mean i guess not the spiciest because i think most people have, we have him in three or four but yeah nice no, enough.
1: never in consideration for like, okay top that's five spicy spot. dude
0: Mm-hmm. i'm not a big fan of spliciness okay. dude yeah i don't like it <laughs> don't, well,
1: fuck you motherfucker
0: honestly we gonna five, town's I'll, gonna break out break i'll up. solidify
1: the take young otta is a better character <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh
0: my god, god. you say Ooh. that dude gonna, <laughs> mean, I'm the, who's the <laughs> owner whoa, whoa, of this whoa. zoom call
3: take them <laughs> off dude
1: yeah otta the younger greater than finnan
4: wow that's <laughs> a hot take <laughs> 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 alright let me in here let me in here <laughs> i guess you guys i say, wanna you know. get in <laughs> Here's my hot take. Ragnar was a jag, and that stands for just another guy. I think Ragnar, son young of Ragnar. Ragnar yeah, okay. Yes, young Ragnar was a whatever character. And I know he, like at the end of the day, his number one priority was loyalty to his family and Utrid. so respect there. But like he was kind of like a spineless whatever leader when he was thrust to lead the Danes, like he could not keep them together. I think he lost that critical battle at the end of season one, and that's what like launched him and Embrita into not slavery but imprisonment under Alfred. He's just whatever. When he finally did uh kill Kiartan, there was really no honor in how he did it. He like beat the shit out of him in front of a watching audience. It was very uh Johnny Walker from Fat Dubs, if you will. Okay. I get that he had the rage but like there was no honor in that. I, Uhtred let Uba go to Valhalla. Well, I mean, different scenario, shall we say. Yeah, Jartin yeah. kind of fucked him over but like <laughs> kind of his whole family, family life <laughs> is a lot. I don't know. Uh I don't think Utrid, if given the same situation would have beat the his face fucking in in front of all those people. I think it was kind of a bad look for him. And w- yeah, he's he's just a whatever guy. He sided with Brita till the death. We <laughs> know how we feel about Brita. Yeah, um, and he's just overrated. And I need a rewatch to solidify this take because I'm sure he might be better upon a second viewing. But yeah, Ragnar Ragnarsson did not do it for me. That's another uh, that's good, good one. I
0: think there's definitely hotness to that. And but there I do. I do agree, like at the same time, in certain ways, like I did put him as my second favorite. He probably would be three or off. To be honest, I probably would hop over him if I had Citric as number one. But the whole thing about like what you were saying with Ragnar, I think that there was so much left on the table for him that we just didn't get because of the way the pilot went. You're thinking he's going to be like major main character. Mm-hmm. And he obviously gets highlighted here and there. But, you know, he's gone for the entire first season pretty much. And, you know, I, I'm i going to defend him on the final battle of season one because that's that's on Guthrum, I think. He gave up Um, and Ragnar was like, what do you want us to do? You're the leader. And he's like, yeah. But yeah, there's there's hotness to that. But I do agree with <laughs> a lot of it. Uh, All right. Do you just want to go next, Jimmy? Yeah, I'll go next. My hot take is that I think it's going to be the same hot take I had for the season five pod, and that is that I was uh, less on the side of Edward than most people to finish the series. I think that I liked him as a character, but I think that his flaws and his faults are what's going to probably make him the villain of season or the of the Seven Kings Must Die movie, even though I I wouldn't like that. I enjoyed his character development, but I think that a lot of the time uh, in season five, he was very arrogant, very assuming that. You know, I'm the king and you're going to do what I say and you're going to win this battle for me. Pretty much. You're going to save my ass when I made bad decisions at Bevenberg. And then you're just going to kneel to me and give me Bevenberg. And then when Uhtred says no, you see the look in his eyes like this fucking guy. You serious? I I see the villain coming. And I, you know, I wasn't on Edward's side really to end the series.
2: Lukewarm at best.
0: Yeah, that's... (laughs) Really?
2: Kyle already agreed with you. Kyle has Edward's bottom three character.
0: Yeah, like, but I but I thought you, Luke, were our I am diehard.
2: I like yeah. Edward a lot, but I feel okay. like my take is a little yeah, bit it's more a lukewarm take.
0: It's it's, All a, right, it's fine. <laughs> <hand>. <laughs> Let's start this over again, okay? <laughs> no, because I don't have an nail so I don't like
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's I, fine. It's, it? it's fine because my my hot take is gonna be like lukewarm, probably. I'll just say it. If anything, like my take is that I did not enjoy like how time passed in certain aspects of the show. Like, I just thought it was kind of stupid that between seasons or even between episodes we're just forced to assume that, like, weeks have gone by and it's, like, <laughs> even years. Oh, it's so like, flaccid okay. right now. I Like, I don't have... Like, I think the show is just so good. I can't really think of... Like, I don't have an overly hot take besides the timelines could have been better. <laughs> My hot take is that the show sucked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Overall, the show was terrible. Overall, yeah, I just didn't really like
0: it. <laughs> My hot take is that Aelsof was right always
2: <laughs> that's like
0: liking out of the younger
2: yeah uh all right so i'm last i have two here one's like pretty i think probably not too hot but I, i'm just gonna test the water see what you guys think i could not care less about tira like i feel like sh- i couldn't care less about mm, her. that's kind of hot it's like a,
3: a loop that's pretty hot like a... nah, warm. like i can see why you say that because you're talking about her, her Tura, right? Tura, Tura, yeah, Tura, her, yeah. Her only importance was mainly for Bianca, I guess, in a sense, and they could have emphasized maybe a little bit more how she was a Dane, being a part of all these Wessex people. But I guess that's how she died. I don't know. Lukewarm take, I guess, at best. But my, I mean, better you,
1: even as like someone who loves Bianca, I, I would almost kind of agree.
2: Yeah. Okay, so the not too controversial there. I didn't think so. Hmm.
4: I had a lot of sympathy for her, but yeah. like, that's really all. I felt, yeah. I think I already talked about how my least favorite guy was the guy that burned her down yeah. because that did <laughs> evoke an emotion out of me when she yeah. died. I was like, fuck yep. that. She went through a lot. And yeah. I yeah, think the, that kind of hit for me.
1: The manner of her death was definitely very emotional. That was fucked up. But if I she remember, had just been like stabbed, I guess I'd have been like, mm,
4: sad. I remember when we were talking about the pilot and just watching her get like carried off, but her seeing that Uhtred was in the camp. Oh, yeah, that was really bad. That was was just like that little flutter of hope that like she might get saved after all. And then
2: no.
0: But then you give her props for not saying anything when she sees them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Because because she knew that saying something would have screwed them both. Yeah.
2: All right. So let me get a little bit hotter here because I think I don't know how this one's going to go over. I know Dave's going (laughs) to hard disagree with me here. But I think that Ethelwald could have been the best redemption arc and could have been like this one of the bigger backbone threads of the whole show if they did it right, if they yeah, leaned hot. the other way.
3: Because it's hot for me, because I obviously hated Ethelwald from like season one like i always thought he was a rat
0: yeah i mean i talked about the fork in the road and and if it went the other way then i think i agree
2: i was I'm, guessing it up at the end of yeah, our season you were, two you coverage were when i was saying up. we're gonna find out real soon if ethelwald is going to be like actually leaning into trusting
0: utrid or not and he went it the was the opposite way it was so funny to be the vet knowing what was coming next when luke <laughs> you were going like I mean, he's all on Uchred's side. He's not gonna screw him over, dude. Like, like <laughs> you guys are talking about how you guys are talking about how like you were liking him. You're like, I just think the one yeah. thing he won't do is screw over Uchred. Like that's what you said. Yeah. That was because you were saying <laughs> like because I think Dave said like he'll stab somebody in the back, and you're like, I'm pretty sure he's had Uchred's back, you know, and he did, he did so at that point.
2: But I think that's pretty much it for that section too. Anybody have any other final thoughts before we move to our last section here? I'll say my final
3: thought being that I had season three as my favorite season, but after hearing the debate and kind of remembering, I just think maybe that Alfred and Uhtred scene maybe did... Spark a little too much weight in me ranking it a little bit high, so I probably would <laughs> drop it a couple notches down yeah. after all the conversations. So that that's the only like take backsies I'll say from this podcast. Otherwise, it's always no take backsies, bro. No yeah. takes backs yeah. It's already been established. Right. Would I you say it's myself.
1: somewhat similar to a young superstar dragging a group of Jags throughout the <laughs> yeah. NBA playoffs to a uh, a sweep in the finals, something like that? Yeah,
3: maybe. maybe I don't know if I'd go that far.
2: All right, so let's do the Binge Town classic. I want to call it. Yeah, Our it's a classic. It's a trait. BKM here. We we can't leave without doing a final bang, kill, marry. <sighs> and when I say the word ultimate, well, the rules here are going to be every single character on the roster, dead or alive, is is available for these decisions. So you get to bang, kill, and marry any character across any season for any petty reason you want.
0: Are there consequences? It- I
2: think we can't because there's too many people dead that are going to be up for options. So I would okay. say this is just face
3: value. Should we put an asterisk and say you can't kill Burita? because that's just going to be all of ours? It's not mine. All right, that's fine. All right, if it's not yours, then let's just roll into it then. Let's hear it then. if, if... All right, you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first.
2: So I'm going to marry Edith. Of course, <laughs> for obvious reasons, yeah, she's yeah. she's just my so girl. I love her, and I already talked her up a little bit earlier. I think she's just the perfect wife too. Um, love her in real life too. So she gets to marry. I'm going to bang Skade.
0: Damn it! I want to, to be the guy that said Skade that. Skade is yeah. just. She's, She's also, gonna take two knives and stab you right in the neck, bro. It,
2: it'll be without a doubt the craziest sex you're gonna be drinking in this, her freaking blood. This world. I mean, we'll see what happens, you know.
3: That's what <laughs> I like about that sex is like the thrill of her potentially biting my head off. Love it. Your <laughs> <laughs> thrill of drinking love. her blood is just, just too much. Yeah, it's too much. It gets me going.
2: I wanted to see if I could get a reaction of B Tom's there too because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to like her.
4: You can bang her, dude. There's, <laughs> Yeah, you're good. In the book, she's supposed to be like legendarily yeah. beautiful too, yeah. right? So yeah. that's an acceptable answer. So There's... my
2: kill, who I've been, this is where I started, is going to be Guthrid, King of Cumberland, Guthrid.
0: I love how you're killing. Okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's not, I didn't
2: have him as my least favorite, even but though he could kill. probably be on that list, but I'm killing him. Without a doubt, he did not get nearly enough punishment for putting Uhtred into slavery and indirectly causing Halleck's death, who like that was one of the worst deaths we got to see on screen for the whole show. True. He got off way too fucking easily. I was begging for Uhtred to go back and give him his comeuppance at some point, but he just kind of he was gone. And I would do the old Cersei Lannister to her non-treatment to Uhtred. <laughs> He's getting tortured wow. for fucking ever. <laughs> All right. Let me slide in here for those on the podcast. They know
3: what I'm going to say. Here. I'm marrying fled. That's mm. just a fact. That's got to happen. Fair enough. I already agree with you on Banging Skage. Brian said it. Uh, she's supposed to be the, like, the most beautiful woman on the planet. And she's freaky. So we'll see how freaky. We'll test those waters. And listen, listen, listen. I'm
0: jumping in here. We're not talking about books okay
3: okay the show she is still supposed to be legendarily beautiful I don't, know, I don't
0: know supposed to be do you think it's, it's your thoughts <laughs> yeah, yeah. use your eyes
3: thanks <laughs> and <laughs> okay. kill, kill Brita.
0: why why would you pick
3: her um she just annoys the shit out of me i just think
0: <laughs> how just, would you kill her
3: it wouldn't be like luke's answer of like slow torture i would <laughs> i would just just a quick stab to the throat just like just dead like don't have to hear you talk ever again we're good no aria with needle yeah pretty much yeah okay
4: go. i'll step in These here you, see, you seem a little uh unsure <laughs> there jim i will start off with marrying edith i think she's just like wow she's mm-hmm. fantastic i yeah. i've got like the biggest crush on her of all the characters she's just the best and i'm gonna bang ethel fled just because she a badass she a queen i would love to just like have that notch on my bedpost if you will. <laughs> she's um, more than a notch. She's yeah, like a exactly. of notches. She's a queen, dude. That's yeah. fled. I love that. Love her too. But the reason I chose Edith to marry over fled is that fled. she's the queen, she's the boss. Like she would totally just be dominant over me and I would let her, of course. <laughs> but like Edith, I think it's a much more like friendly give and take culture there. Um and then just cuz we can kill anybody, I had kill Ethelhelm, but in the show, he got killed. So, Luke, I really liked your point about killing Gutrid. He got off way too easy. So, Ethelhelm slash Gutrid for my kill.
1: I am going to obviously marry Ethelfled. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally cool being a-, a concubine. I'll be king. I'll be the side piece that no one knows about, but we're still married. Whatever it takes to get into the chambers um, <laughs> for to bang. I am for to bang. Yes, to bang. Um, (laughs) I am. Oh my God. I'm totally. Oh, Hild. Hild. You're not allowed to Um, have her,
0: dude. Only God can.
1: I'm going to be the only one to ever dive in it. (laughs) (laughs) So she's too good. She's just good enough for me and God. (laughs) 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 And then kill. I'm going to resurrect Uncle Elfrick and kill him in a worse way. Okay. uh, I like
0: that. I
1: like that. Yeah, because that wasn't as satisfying to me as I wanted it to be. So then I'll yeah. just, you know, pull the old Thanos and I'll do it myself.
0: I guess I'm ready to go here. I'm going to marry Gisela. Mm-hmm. I think that she was a phenomenal wife and mother. If she can tie down Utrid and keep him tied down, then she could tie down anybody. So I'm going to marry Gisela. I'm going to bang Ethel Fled. She has the chastity belt on for being the queen. But we can sneak. We could sneak through that little that little area that Uhtred and her found later <laughs> on, we know that she's not going to get married because mm-hmm. she can't. So True. anybody who wants to marry her, sorry, bruh, but True. you could do sneaky stuff. Now <laughs> who I'm killing. I, I think I'm killing Ethelred, and I'm going to kill him. I don't want him to already be like on his deathbed, like, and then have Aaron be the one to do it. Like I would pretend I'm Uhtred, like give me some, like I'm Utrid, I'm going to kill him. Something like that. I actually disagree with the take. I don't even I don't think this is a hot take, but I, I disagree with the take that he was turning good or not turning good, but having any kind of redemption at all on his deathbed. No, he was a coward. I think he was straight up a piece of shit, even yeah. like talking to fled all of it. So I think he deserved the death and I don't think he deserved Airdwolf to be the one to do it. So, you know, I'll do it.
1: Granted, his death must have been horrific for him. He oh, just, my that, God. That head yeah, injury yeah, yeah. that he just like dealt with for a while. That would have yeah. been bad to do. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: So good to be back on the pod for The Last Kingdom. Yeah, one yeah. thing, I, it
1: never really got to a point, almost, where he could get brought up. But just shout out to Aldham. Mm-hmm. He was an yes. amazing character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And league um, He, he didn't get Father league Yeah. Aldham had one of the best story arcs mm-hmm. out of anyone. He was an, an absolute rider by the end. He was one of the first people to see that Ethel
0: Flood was the real fucking deal. I feel like him and Uhtred he was got good on that dude. train early. He was so, um, so good like, in season five. Oh, yeah. His yeah. actor, James Northcote, was phenomenal in season five, dealing with the death and the sickness of Ethel fled. Everything he was doing to keep her daughter safe. Yeah. Good call. bringing him up, bringing him up. And same thing with Father Peer. Like, he was he was a great character that we need to talk about too really quick. Talk uh-huh. about favorite scenes, the scene where utrid fakes out Eric and Sig- Siegfried and pretend and pretends like Father like is just a father who can't fight. And then he mm, wins this yeah, fight and drops the terrible. sword and freaking badass
2: that just reminded me of a couple names that we haven't brought up uh, let's just throw a couple names out there and then let kyle give a quick take on them, just because he hasn't gotten to speak on them at all but for me we haven't talked about Alf Wynn really ethel fled and eric's daughter we didn't talk about king constantine at all the king of scotia and then also i can't remember his name but what is ethel helms grandson edwards other son isn't it like aired weird Elf Weird Elf <laughs> <no, laughs> Weird elf, elf Weird, weird. right? Elf yeah. Weird. yeah. <laughs> so so the two Yeah, so give me Elf Weird, Elf Wind and King Constantine of like what you thought about them just as characters, just quick thoughts. All right.
1: Elf Weird pussy <laughs> 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 I'm not going to try to do them all in one word. Um King Constantine potential Man. yeah yeah potential yeah, okay. yeah i like that i like that
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then who was the third one elf weird elf win elf win ethel fledged daughter i got I have one my, word. i have my um, one word dude i have my one word. don't say what since, you're gonna say since Dave.
0: Since,
2: <laughs> <laughs> since she's young i won't yeah. delve
1: into curse words yeah right because exactly. she's still somewhat young so i'm just gonna say brat
0: yeah, yeah. i was gonna say yep. insignificant yeah, just nothing. Yeah, Dave, I'll, go, I'll go with. The I don't want to hear girl. what you were going to say, dude. <laughs> you already know what I'm going to say. All right, guys. We just had another Last Kingdom pod. Welcome to the pod, Kyle. Thank you for joining us. It was so fun to talk about the Last Kingdom. I'm sure we'll figure out another reason to do so on a later <laughs> date. Like we said, keep keep a little uh, eye open for some future surprises for the last kingdom hit that subscribe button for us and uh you'll be getting all new episodes that we have if you like what you heard check us out at bingetowntv.com please subscribe if you're watching on youtube we appreciate every single new subscriber you can find us on any of your favorite podcast apps we now have a patreon patreon.com slash if you want to have exclusive content exclusive interviews exclusive video interviews that's where you can find it We have a lot of fun doing the Patreon episodes. It's a lot of off the cuff, just kind of like this episode was. So if you guys just want to hear us talking some bullshit, check it out. Anything else? Any other last final thoughts, guys? Last thing,
1: final thought is that I just checked and we are officially at 350 subscribers on YouTube.
0: Yes, we are.
1: Let's go. Yes, we are. Let Let me see if I can get the um, the name of said person. Layton Sear. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, Layton. Nice. Let's go. Hit Thanks. us up, Layton. Got that, Layton. Um, Guys, we also cover the pilot season one, two, three, four and season five in depth. You can find that on our YouTube channel and on our podcast channel. We had such a great time covering The Last Kingdom. Once again, we are Binstown TV. And thank you so much for listening. Destiny is all. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.